This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name is Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. Today, we're going to introduce you to someone who is just like you. This is someone who was on one of our live streams. We do live streams usually every Monday and Thursday at 2 p.m. Central on our Facebook page as a way to interact with you for me to share content and things that are relevant to me. Quite often, it's what I'm living when it comes to productivity and the one thing for that day. And I get on video and we do these live streams and I get to interact with you. The person you're going to meet today was interacting on one of the live streams. And she mentioned something that really struck a chord with me and had a place in my heart. She shared that for, gosh, the last 15 years, she has been a stay-at-home mom to four kids. She has done an amazing job as a mother, but all of a sudden something changed. She started going through a divorce. She had to move out and now is in the position where she can't afford to stay at home. She has to work. I'm curious how many of you have ever been in that position where something changes in your world and all of a sudden financially, things just aren't the way that they used to be. You know you need to make a change. Suddenly this woman is thrusted into a position where she has the true challenge of counterbalancing. How do you still do everything that is required to be there for your four children as a parent and also thrive in your career? So with that, we're going to get into my conversation with Lori Rothler. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is, Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. I really appreciate you coming on and and having a conversation with me. I'm just excited to be talking with you today. I really am. I look forward to listening to you twice a week, and that's kind of been very inspirational. Um, but I'm glad to maybe take it a step further and see what I can do to to get that balance in my life. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I, in the intro, I kind of described what you've gone through: you know, the stay-at-home mom, suddenly divorce, you got to work. And you're struggling to strike that balance. How do you balance being super mom and also super professional woman? So go into that a little bit. Where is that struggle? Probably because I, you know, it's just like we're taught whenever you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And it's, you know, it's saying no to my children, which I have to learn to do, or saying no to volunteering, or saying no to other things in order to say yes to my career. And I think it's probably the guilt that's really what I'm struggling with, you know, not feeling guilty that I'm not maybe there 100%, 100% of the time. 
Mm. Let's let's talk about the guilt a little bit more. What are the specific moments when you feel guilty? For example, yesterday I was, uh, you know, had to go to second showing. I had to come back home. I had to write an offer. I missed my daughter's basketball game, you know, but I needed to get that offer in. I mean, so I tried to make up for it later or explain, you know, mom has to do this. I'm sorry, I missed your game. I'll get to the next one. Um, but you, you don't know. I mean, there might be something else that comes up that day. So the situations like that, you just, you have to work to take a priority. And how old are your kids? Uh, 21, 19, 16, and 11. Okay. So two are still in the house, I assume? Two are, two are still in the house, correct. Okay. And and when it comes to being present for the 21-year-old and 19-year-old, are they pretty much out uh, and, and, and are you only really having to focus on the two or how's that working? I do have the two at home that I focus on main, mainly, but you know, there's, there's still, you know, they call me because they need something, they need advice. They have a problem at school, just making sure they're signed up for the right classes. So I don't think you ever stop being a, being a mother. I don't think that's going to end even when they're on their own. Um, so, but for the most part, it's it's the two at home. Yeah, but it's not like you got you 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 don't have four soccer practices to be at. We're we're talking about two, right? Not not anymore. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Do the ones that are at home do they really understand what's happening right now in terms of the sacrifice that you're having to make? I mean, I think they do and they don't. Um, one thing that really struck a chord with me, and you had just posted something on Facebook the one day, you know, if you were to say something to your children, and my comment on that was, you might see me struggle, but you'll never see me quit. Because, I mean, they've, they've seen the up and downs of real estate. They've seen me struggle. I've gone from a team to an individual agent. So they've seen it and they witnessed it. You know, I hope they understand it, but, you know, I, I really don't know. I don't ask them. <laughs> okay. And, and maybe that's... With your permission, I'd like to to dive in there a little bit because, in my experience, you know this is this is something I've struggled with so much in, in episode eight. Like I, I struggled with it so much to the point where I talked about this very publicly in my other podcast, The Mentee, and in episode fifty and episode eighty over there, I recorded conversations with my wife talking about how hard it has been, you know, starting a business, holding down a full-time job, the toll that's taken on the marriage. And this woman who is a listener of The Mentee heard over and over Amy say certain things that I didn't pick up on. And she reached out because she heard me say, I am looking for mentors who have been able to strike that counterbalance. She reached out and, and that's who I introduced everybody to in episode eight. But I'm still struggling with this. But at the core of it is communication. She pointed out very specifically to me that the thing that mattered most to my wife was just having a clear understanding of when I was coming home so she knew when help was going to arrive. And the days like today, I called her on my way back from lunch and simply shared, hey, honey, I'm looking at my calendar. I should be out of the office by five. Would you like me to pick up Daphne at school? That way you don't have to pack Dean up and get in the car. And when we get home, can we do this exercise together? Can we go play at the park together? And she was just like, I could hear the shock in her voice. (laughs) She, you know, it was, it was just that communication for you and those kids. Do you feel like there is real disappointment on their end at times because you're having to prioritize work over them at points? I think my fear is that I'm putting them first and I kind of need to reverse, I need, I need to reverse that role. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I, I told you I was a good mom. I am a good mom. Um, yeah. So I need to reverse it. I need to focus on the career because I need to, yeah. 
What happens if you don't make a change? There's going to be no income. I'm going to have to find a different job. I don't want to do that. I love what I do. Okay. And if you had to find a different job, what would happen? I actually think I would probably have less time with them. That's why I kind of went into this career because I can work from home. It's a little more flexible. You know, so I, I think it would actually be worse. Okay. I think if I was working in a nine to five job, you know, it would be much worse. So is it fair to say you have sufficient motivation to do what needs to be done to be successful here? No, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Amy and I were talking about this last night. We were sitting on the couch after the kids went to bed because she, I mean, she's a stay-at-home mom. She, she, the kids are her world and being an amazing mom, it's, it's tied to her identity. The challenge that Amy has gone through recently is she doesn't have an identity outside of being with the kids. She doesn't have a hobby or anything else. And she can feel how she's lost her sense of self to an, to an extent. Completely, completely understand. Cool, cool. <laughs> I was there. I, I had a mastermind I did this past weekend. And one of my friends was talking about the need to make sure that everything that you are doing is in line with your frequency. And, you know, we all have this internal thermometer called our feelings. And yet we've, when we're kids, we're hyper in tune to it. But as we've grown up and our logical brain has taken over, we tend to lose sight of just how we feel, that thing that guides us at our core. And, and that's certainly been the case for Amy. And we had the conversation about how she can never show up in the world as the highest version of herself, as the best mom for Daphne and Dean unless she can show up as the best version of herself first. And, and I could tell like last night, like something clicked with her where she's just going, I, I do need to start putting myself first. For you, what's held you back until now? Like you, it sounds like you know this. That's just that, you know, you're part of the KW family. We, we do know it. You know exactly what to do. It's, I think maybe taking smaller steps. Like you said, you got those five things done already this month that were on your little list of things to do. I think I tend to make it too difficult and I just do start smaller. Hmm. Well, let's talk about that. What are you doing currently when it comes to your goals? Well, I'm, I'm definitely a list maker. We were talking about that the one day about how good it feels to, you know, check that check that off your list. I I would check night again. Um, I've been to it before, but I think it's just a good uh, reiteration of everything that we probably already know. And I think it's I, I need to get my clear set goals, I guess, for the year. And I've not done that. Oh. That's probably... I know. <laughs> okay. Well, now, now we're getting... Probably to, now we're getting somewhere. I need to start there. And for the folks who are listening to this, you know, this is... I've got a big smile on my face because Lori said something that I think is just so true, which is I, we, all, we all know what we need to do. It doesn't mean that we do it. You know, she's inside the KW family where she understands the goal setting to the now process. She knows our, our format for setting goals and having it in a system that you can look at every single week. That's, that's not new to you, right, Lori? No, not new at all. Yet somehow it's like, okay, we just get on the conversation and you're going, oh, I need to do that. Well, when will you have that done by? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> me, my goals? Yeah. All right, I will have it done by Friday. I'll give you that. Cool, you're going to email them to me. I know. I mean, I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming next. Yeah, this is where the accountability side comes in. Come on. I'm, I, I, I want to help you. 
No, I mean, I appreciate that. And that's actually why I, I tune every week and why I listen to the podcast. I mean, you said the same thing. You were putting off that email last week and then you just did it. Whether it's perfect or not, doesn't matter. Just It's a matter of just doing it. You um, had us hold you accountable. You said you were going to post it back on Facebook. So, Yeah. And folks, I mentioned at the beginning, I mentioned the intro that I do these live streams and this is where I really, you know, podcast isn't the appropriate format for this, but that's where I get to talk about the little things on a day-to-day basis that couldn't fill a full episode and be really interesting for all of you. But where I'm saying, hey, I've been procrastinating on this one thing for four months and finally today, Jay was like, just just do it. And so I declared to the community, please, within 24 hours, hold me accountable. And knowing that uh, I declared that to roughly 42,000 people (laughs) somehow (laughs) compelled me to take action. So for you, you think if you invested the time this week to get hyper clear on what your big goals are for the year, how would that help you strike the counterbalance? I mean, it's that way I can set those small within those goals, you know, set my um, my plan, I guess I got to make a plan mm-hmm. for action. If, if it's on paper, it's, it's there. It's, it's visual. It's, you know, you can see it. It makes me more accountable. Right. I probably need to let my I probably need to let my family know these are my goals for the year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I need your support in order to achieve them, you know, like involve them in these goals. What are the other moments cuz cuz that's that's one thing just in terms of making sure you're getting your highest leverage work done, which will of course if done consistently will lead to you getting better results in your professional life. But I'm really curious about those moments where professional life and being a mom conflict. You mentioned a basketball game that you couldn't attend because you had to get an offer out. What are some of those other moments for you? Um, just being on the phone. Like I, I just try not to be on the phone or on the computer. My daughter's doing homework. I'm helping with homework. So we're all sitting around the table, the dining room table. I'm on my computer and she starts talking to me. And finally, I'm just, I don't like to pretend like I'm listening. So I finally told her, and I think it was a couple of days ago, I said, Grace, I'm really not listening right now. I just give me five minutes. Let me finish sending out this email so that I can focus my attention back on you. Um, because I, I, was, I don't want to pretend like I mean, she's well aware, smart little cookie. So she was well aware, you know, that I was not really paying attention. And I could see in her face that it really bothered her. And then, of course, there goes the guilt. That was, that was going to be my next question is what kind of message do you think it sends to her when she's trying to talk to you and uh, you're half present for her? Oh, she told me the other day, she wanted to tell me something, but she, um, we were watching a basketball game actually. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to wait until the basketball game is over because she knew that she wouldn't have my full attention because I was watching this basketball game on TV. So I guess I think there's a difference, you know, about being present and present. I think it's better that you have quality over quantity too. I'm that type of person. So giving her a good, solid, you know, I'm going to give you 15 minutes of my attention just on you. No other distractions is probably better than an interrupted hour or whatever. Mm. Well, I, you just nailed something that hit really hard home for me because I have struggled for so long turning off that professional mind when I'm at home. And my wife, things got kind of ugly just because I was never present. And I I mentioned that when I knew that I needed to transform my marriage, the one thing I could do for that was to, for 15 minutes, 
put my phone away, put in another room, be present with the family. And I immediately felt a sense of guilt even saying 15 minutes like, God, what kind of person am I if I can only give my family 15 minutes? But then that's when, when also the conversation I've had with Jay, it's not about what the ideal is. It's about thinking big in terms of your vision, but starting small in terms of your action. And I knew that 15 minutes was something that I actually could do every day. And I needed to start by getting a win there. But 15 minutes of focused attention is actually a long time. People really feel like you're there for them. It's amazing. And like you said, the, the quality is very high, even if the quantity is not tremendous. I'm curious because I, I know in the real estate agent world, you can often expect it to be at beck and call or people allow them, people teach their clients that they're available at their beck and call. What kind of boundaries can you establish on the front end for your clients and the people you work with so that having those 15 uninterrupted minutes with grace would be easier or unnecessary? Just probably in your buyer's consultations, establishing it right up front. You know, I'm available between the hours of seven and seven. After seven o'clock, it's family time. Unless it's an emergency, send me an email or text and I'll get back with you. You're absolutely right, though. I'm one of the people that probably, you know, will drop everything and, and take that phone call and I need to stop. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, when, when I moved to Austin, um, Jay's wife, Wendy, has one of the top teams here in Austin. And I was working with a few of the people on their team when I was buying a house. And I remember calling Jen and getting the voicemail that if this call was after 6 p.m., it wouldn't be returned until the next day. And I'm the type of person where I want it yesterday. And I remember at first I was like, but I want to talk to her now. It's 7.05 p.m. I want to talk to her now. But then I thought about it and I was going, do I need to talk to her now? And I was like, no, I just really want to. I guess I'll wait till the next day. And she and I never even had to interact on that. Her voicemail, all those things happened to my head automatically. And guess what? I, I'd never questioned it. She just clearly told the world, I do not return calls after 6 p.m. Because if I say yes to you, then I'm saying no to my family. And my family means more. Right. And I'm a very impatient person, but I'm a very impatient person, by the way, and I have ridiculously high standards. So for me to even accept that, I think I'm going to be a tougher cookie than the majority of the people out there. Does that make sense? No, that totally makes sense. What about email? It comes through on my phone. So I usually I click on it and I look at it and I respond to it. <laughs> I mean, it's right. I've been trying to, though, when I'm doing an email, like you said, just focus on that. Focus on that email because you get all these other distractions, and you're right, it takes 10 times as long. But I'm guilty of um, looking at it. Have you ever been at home when it's time that really could and should be allocated to your children, yet you have a, a five minute window where nothing's happening there and you get bored for a second and you check your email just because it's there? Oh, all the time. And have you, in that moment, have you ever opened an email? read half of it, realized I'm not going to deal with this right now, marked it as unread, and then you're trying to be present with Grace and, and your other child, but that email is occupying your mind share? There's, I always have a hundred things going through my head. So yes. Mm. So if I don't, I should have never opened it in the first place because yes, until it's um, finished business, it's, it's right there. If I were to ask you what the top distractions are, the top things that are stealing your focus when you're with your kids, what would they be? Probably my phone. 
I, I mean, my phone is on me all the time. You know, if I have um, emails or leads coming through or things coming, it's, it's with me all the time. It's, you know, I'm unfortunately hooked to it. So I think I just need to put it aside. In, in an ideal world, what time would you like to, would, what time would you like to train your clients that you are no longer available from what hours to what hours? Um, in all honesty, I mean, five o'clock, things get crazy because I'm helping with homework. I'm making dinner. I'm picking up from practice. So after school is always crazy, but um, I know that's not ideal and it's not perfect, you know, but I, I would say probably seven o'clock should be family time. Seven o'clock, you said? You know, anytime after. Yeah, yeah, seven. I mean, I'm, I'm still busy after school because I pick them up from school, uh, make dinner, help with homework. You know, help with projects, whatever needs to be done. Because the thing I'm thinking of, like, you know, I, I get five o'clock, you know, maybe some of your clients are getting off work. That's the time that they need to call you. But at the same time, it's when you're picking kids up, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be from 5 p.m. and on that you're unavailable. Maybe it's from 5 to 6.30, you're unavailable. You have a half hour batch where you're able to check messages and, and triage things that are really urgent and pressing because I'm pretty confident the world doesn't fall apart in 90 minutes. And then it can be off for the rest of the night. Because here's, I think, the biggest mistake that people make. You know, We all have areas in our life that we really want to affect change. And where, where you're talking about when it comes to striking that counterbalance between being a great parent and being a great businesswoman, I'm struggling with the exact same thing. The reason I've been struggling with it for so long, though, is because I, I looked at the entire problem and said, I have to be perfect. I have to nail it. I have to become super dad and super businessman. And of course, I've failed. And this is what the one thing is all about. And you mentioned this earlier, Laurie, how you don't need to think big. You need to start by identifying small actions. So you, you of course, imagine this world where you're able to say no to the rest of the world. But do you think it's realistic that starting today, you can just turn your phone off at 5 p.m. and you can stick with it consistently? No, absolutely not. No, but what if we were to think if we were to think big in terms of your vision for how present you could be, but start by acting small. What's a small window of time that you could just prove to yourself that you can turn your phone off? During that dinner, well, I, I mean, I love to sit down as family at dinner, and it's it's amazing, especially if you have teenagers. Just wait till your kids get older. We have this little joke, like if anybody picks their phone up, especially if we're out to dinner, they're going to have to pay for the tip because kids and teenagers and we're just as guilty of it. We're on our phones and we're grabbing it. We're checking emails and we're looking at Facebook and and doing everything else. So I think just that time where you're sitting down with your family for an hour or whatever, half hour eating dinner, nobody gets their phones. Nobody checks anything. Is that where you'd like to start? I think that's a good place to start. Are you setting the example there already? Or is that something, are you picking up the tip? I have had to pick up the tips, yes. <laughs> but but even at home, even at home, I'm, I'm just as guilty of it. Um, or if I'm at her basketball game or something, staying, just putting the phone away. It, it can wait an hour or 50 minutes. Okay. So so that that is something, if we were to say for that dinner block or that basketball time block, for you to put your phone away is something that is not natural for you yet. It's not. You know, I've been caught, so to say, 
I missed a basket that she made because I was on my phone and she saw me or, or whatever. Cause she turns oh. around right away and you're know, looking like, Oh my God, did you see me? And I'm like, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> you uh, know, you're pretending. <laughs> uh, a quick, a quick aside. And that strikes me so true because before when I was trying to distance myself from my phone and I was keeping it on me, I would have a perfect night except for the 30 seconds that I'd whip my phone out because I was just addicted and I needed to look. And of course, that was the 30 seconds that Amy walked in the room and then she's going, dude, you're on your phone. We talked about this. And it, it didn't matter that for the several past hours I had been present, I had committed to being off my phone and 30 seconds stole it away. So, all right. So, so I mean, you look at this big vision you have in terms of being an, a, a phenomenal supermom, but also thriving in your career. Am I hearing you say that the one thing that you can do is to start by just putting your phone away for that dinner hour? I think yes, getting rid of the small distraction, just for that a little bit, of, little bit of time to give my family and give them one hundred percent of my attention. Cool. And do you are you in the middle of a sixty six day challenge right now? I am not. Okay. I probably need to do that. Do me a favor. I need to do that. And this is a suggestion. By no means do you have to do this, but you know we've had enough people do this. If you go to theonething.com slash 66 day challenge, that's with the number one and the number 66, theonething.com slash 66 day challenge, print out a copy of the calendar. Okay. And this is your one thing. And if you find that an hour is too much, then give yourself permission to peel that back to 30 minutes. And if that's too much, Give yourself permission to narrow it down to 15 minutes. The important thing here is not the quantity of time. It's proving to yourself what can happen when you say, I am going to go into family mode for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. And it gets to the point where it requires little willpower or little discipline, meaning it's a habit. And what will that, and, 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 and then once that becomes a habit, how can you then expand it even further and then expand it even further to the point where you legitimately have trained your clients that the world continues to, to spin, their house will continue to be sold or they will continue to close escrow on their new home. You will continue to show up as the agent that they need. And most importantly, you'll continue to be there for your kids. Absolutely. And like you said, I know what to do. It's just doing it. How else can we support you there? You know, you're already holding me accountable. I have to send you a list on Friday. So, there you go. <laughs> and I'm going to, you know, and I don't, you can check up on me. I really don't, you know, I would love that. Um, like I said, I, I appreciate the community that has developed and grown through the, the live, you know, streams and just listening to everybody else in the podcast and their struggles and, and what they've done. And it's, it's been monumental for me. It really has. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being a fan of the book. I appreciate all of your interactions. You're on every live stream and I notice. So thank you. And I appreciate you being vulnerable enough to, to come on here and share with people what you're, you've been going through because I promise you, you are so far from the only one. It's <laughs> a lot of people. No, I'm sure. And that's, that's why what I've, I've heard other conversations or other people or even you yourself, we've all been there. So Absolutely. I was just I was just excited to talk to you today. Yay! So. Well, I was excited to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs>All right, everyone. Well, there you have it. My call with Lori Ruffler. Again, she's she's one of you. She's someone who was she's always on 
our live streams that we do every Monday and Thursday at 2 p.m. Central. Uh, if you want to check those out, you can just go to our Facebook page at the, those times and we do them. It's the one or facebook.com slash the one thing book. And that is all spelled out, not the number one. It's spelled out O-N-E. So facebook.com slash the one thing book. I do them every Tuesday and Thursday. It's a way for me to share things that I'm experiencing. It's a way for me to interact with people. And, and Lori's a perfect example. She shared very vulnerably on that live stream that she was struggling with that counterbalance. And I said, I want to help you. I want to have a conversation with you. I asked her if she'd be willing and vulnerable enough for us to record it so that we could share it with you as well. So I know this counterbalance between the professional and the personal life is something we all struggle with. Hopefully there is something that you got out of this today when it comes down to taking action on this, because that's what this is all about. Consuming the content is amazing. It's awesome but it pales in comparison to the impact it will have in your life if you back it with action. So if I could simply suggest one thing for you to do based on this episode as it pertains to striking that counterbalance between your professional life and your family life, what is the one thing you can do to be present with your family such that by doing it would make them feel like you're there for them? How much focused time would you need to invest in them? For Lori, she wants to do an hour. For me, when I started, it was 15 minutes. And the thing is, don't look at the quality or the quantity of the time. What can you actually commit to? Because you're going to declare this to your family and you're going to ask them to hold you accountable. So you better be able to stick to it because it matters. Because if you don't follow through with it, what's the message you're sending to them? That you can't even commit for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. So pick something you can do and then under promise and over deliver on that. So thank you so much for listening. If you want to make sure all future episodes are automatically downloaded to your device, simply subscribe to the podcast, either on your phone, your tablet, your computer. Once you do take a screenshot of that image, email it to contest at the one thing.com. That's with the number one contest at the one thing.com. We'll send you a link to get a free digital copy of the one thing book. So with that, thank you so much. And I'll see you in the next episode.